0: there, welcome.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Awesome. My name is Crystal Farley.
1: And I'm Heidi Solomon.
0: Welcome to The Making of Her Story. This is episode three. Last week we showcased Miss Heidi herself and she shared her story. Thank you again for that.
1: Oh, thank you for allowing me to do that. I appreciate it. Do
0: you want to remind everybody why why we're here?
1: Well, we are featuring powerful, amazing women around the globe uh, and... There are pivotal moments that impacted and influenced who they are and the way they live and the decisions they've made. And we have a great guest today. I'm really excited. We do you do. want to introduce her? Yeah.
0: We have Miss Joy Daniels on the line. Welcome, Joy. <laughs> so, Joy and I worked together many moons ago. How many years ago?
2: Oh, my God. So, at 2013, 2014. Oh, my. Yeah.
0: Like six years. That's so... Okay, we're getting older. Time flies, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so we worked together at at Apple. And Apple, for me, I know, was um, an incredibly impactful time of my life. From a business perspective, I probably have not learned more. Mm -hmm. An amazing company to work for, amazing people to work with. Um, So I had the opportunity to work with Joy there. Um, And so, you know, since then, she's... She's experienced a lot in life as well as, um, you know, what made me reach out to Joy and want to have you on the show was that you've recently launched a new single, G.O.K., which for your birthday I bought. Thank you. And it is outstanding. Thank it you. is absolutely phenomenal and I couldn't be more proud to know you um, and have you in my Rolodex. You're a famous person. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a super fangirl surrounded by people I adore right now. I'm very lucky. Yes. Um, but wanted to have you obviously on the show because you um, have overcome some pretty significant obstacles in your life. So you probably have a million pivotal moments that you could actually talk about. Um, but really, you know, share a little bit about who you are so you can, you know, let everybody know. You know, who is Joy Daniels? And what are some of those pivotal moments, micro moments of your life that have really shaped your journey and, and where you are today? So I'm going to hand it over to you because I could just babble on about my fan <laughs> Uh, which I appreciate I
2: appreciate <laughs> you know, um I of course would love to say first that I'm a musician and that I'm a singer and a producer and a songwriter, but I learned a couple years ago when I was really trying to tap into aligning with you know my soul and my highest self and when I was really trying to um detach myself from everything that kind of fed my ego in unhealthy ways i realized that those parts of me are just manifestations of you know the beauty that is inside of me so yes i write songs yes i sing yes i do music and it's what i prefer to do to make money because that's how it's fun it's it's fun for me you know what i mean but the reality is the core of me is someone who is very inquisitive Um, and someone who is very loving and who really enjoys family and enjoys fun, but not too much fun. I do not do roller coasters. <laughs> um, you know, and someone who is... Joy, with, in all fairness, we're getting
0: older and it's not as fun as it used to I be. I just
2: can't. Like, I like, I go with my friends and they try to do that peer pressure thing and I'm like, listen, I'm in my 30s. I'm not having it. Like, I, I'm not getting on this roller coaster. <laughs> so, you know, I get it. We're getting older, but still, I've never done them. I've just never been that person. But anyway, I'm still fun. I think I'm still fun. Um... You know, I'm a person who really just enjoys life, but also has a passion for the truth. I really like to get to the bottom of things. And I think in certain times in my life that has uh, done as much damage as it has done, uh, you know, has, has helped. Um, I like to ask a lot of questions. And I'm also a person who does not conform to society's idea of gender, what woman is supposed to be, what man is supposed to be. Um, And as you know, Crystal, I've always been extremely open about, you know, my sexuality and um, making that as normalized as possible. The only reason I mention it now is because I think it's important. you know, in this time to, you know, align myself very strongly with the LGBTQ community. But, you know, I I think from the time you met me, that's, I literally, you know, when I was in my marriage, I I talked about my wife, like it was nothing, you know, like I, 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 you know, very normal, you know. Um, And so um, that's who I am really at the core. And I think that some of what people think is very radical, I just try to normalize it and make it as like, simple as
1: possible for people yeah it does it does and so i'm i'm really curious about two things um one is you know how did you get involved in music and has it really been an outlet for you you know throughout your life um songwriting can be very cathartic uh you know and a way to express your emotion so maybe you could talk a little bit about that and then and then I'm also really interested in you know at what point in your life did you realize that you uh, were gay? And
2: Uh yeah, sure. Yeah, I can answer those. That's that's I mean, first of all, so in regards to music, I started playing the drums in my parents' church. My parents are um pastors. They've been pastoring for like 40 years, you know, since I was a little kid and uh they had a church and i just got up and started playing the drums one day like this is like literally the story like i just sat at the drum set one day and i made sense you know my parents said they didn't tell me to get off because it was it sounded good (laughs) um and so that was my introduction into music and i have really incredible parents who fed my um you know, my tenacity and my passion for that. You know, they signed me up for the classes and they, you know, took me to all of the weekend workshops and they paid for the lessons and they, you know, made sure that I really got to explore that part in my life. And when I went to college, um, I I was actually offered scholarship at a local college that would have pretty much paid for my whole schooling, but I wanted to go to Berkeley, Mm -hmm. which was around like... $38,000, $40,000 $38,000, 40000 a year. Music. Music it's, in music,
1: it's the best school in the country, I think, Berkeley.
2: Yeah, it, it, it yes. definitely is. And uh, I begged and my mother just said, I want you to go where you're happy. It's not about our finances. It's about you doing what you want to do. And Berkeley honestly changed my life in terms of just being around that many musical people in one space i mean i I, that network is still something that's extremely important to me in my professional career and every gig i've ever gotten from touring with stevie wonder to touring with sam smith to being on tv i've done every daytime and nighttime tv talk show as a background singer it all came from berkeley people so that setting really changed my life um i i think um Musicians are taught that, you know, this is something we can use as an outlet for our feelings, our emotions. And while that is absolutely true, and I do use music for that sometimes, for me, it's more so just another medium of expression and another manifestation of my being. Um, I really do try to separate myself from my professional work. Um, It's a passion, yes, but for me, this is a professional work that I get paid for. So if I identify myself with it too closely, then it ends up like if I fail in my music career, then that means I'm a failure. So early on in my journey of mental health, I learned to separate myself from it, you know, as much as I possibly could while I still love it and obviously have a fun time doing it. I have just learned how to channel it, you know, you see it as a channel of my being as opposed to who I am so that's you know my relationship to music and I and I and not to say that you know I don't you know exercise my emotions through <laughs> it of course I do but um I just view it a little differently than other people do um in regards to my sexuality I oh my god I knew I was you know <laughs> I knew that I liked women when I was like five like four years old I mean I feel like it was just you know it, it was what it was and more so than, you know, sexuality, because we know that that is different than gender identity. I won't go too deep into this because it's a whole nother podcast. Uh, but I also was having some in- interesting questions when I was like four or five years old about my gender identity. And like, what does it mean to be a girl? And what does it mean to be a boy? So I've always, from the beginning, just been a person, like I said, who asks a lot of questions about uh, our reality as we see it. And as I got more into my spirituality, and my mental health work, I started to understand all of these things that we choose and assign to ourselves are- And, and being um, the daughter of a, of a you know? pastor, a woman, so growing up um, in that which we environment, labels, um, you know, how was that received? Career, is to put a wall um, around <laughs> who we really are, you know, at the core. It, you know, at first it was very, you know, it wasn't like, it was not received well, (laughs) you know, it, it just, you know, my parents are both from the South, you know, deep South and, you know, it's all about, you know, being proper and hospitality and these different ways in which you go about your life. So it, it, And, you know, Christianity in itself is not very, you know, accepting. Some of it is not very accepting of it. So it was a struggle, but I think um, at the core of it, my parents really do follow the true teachings of Christ which is love and so at a certain point they just were like you're our daughter we don't care and so that was I mean it literally was this like a switch happened probably I'll say like maybe 10 years ago where they just were like okay we realize this is who you are this Mm. is not a phase. this is not a stage Mm. so we love you no matter what and just like they decided to allow me to go to Berkeley When I, you know, when I could have gone to college for free, it was the same as a similar decision. It was like, we love you. We're your parents. This is who you are. And we're not going to deny that. And since then, it's been cool not have that, um, you know, have that. That that story that it just it ends up just being okay. Um, And so I think it's important to talk about it because, you know, there are a lot of ways in which. um, Just ways in which. People need to hear that story for hope. Like, maybe it's not okay now, but it, it can I, be. Because there too were some years you, where, where it was you know what I mean? You know me it took well time, I it was a process.
0: I don't, so I don't actually identify as anything. I'm married to a man, but I don't say that I'm a heterosexual female, um, because I just accept all. And I think that that's something that I've always respected about you, um, is that you are who you are, and you don't apologize for it. And I really very much appreciate that for it. I appreciate you for that, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that Ooh. is important though because yeah. um oh. you know I my Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I have three boys but my middle son is uh gay and and frankly we knew actually ever since he was a baby um and so when he you know had the confidence to <laughs> come out to us we were right. like, ah, finally, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, but you you sort of just meet somebody where they're at, right? And they have to be at the right time and the right place. And we've a- always been very accepting of of his sexuality, and uh, but you're right, um, not a lot of individuals, um, you know, are in that situation. And so, what you know, what kind of advice might you give to Someone who is maybe not in such a great situation and, you know, because you have to be true to who you are.
2: Right, right. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah, you wake up, you wake up yourself and you go to bed by yourself, you know, and a lot of the people who want to tell you what to do, going to go to bed with their boo, you know what I mean? They're going to go to sleep and snuggle with the person that they're with. Meanwhile, over here, judging you about what you're doing. So, I have, I really, since the beginning, I, you know, I really take on a very staunch, zero tolerance, you know, attitude about these things. And that's what I would tell, you know, my brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community that this is who you are, you cannot change it, you can't pray it away, you can't, you know, go to camp and come back and you'll be changed. None of that (laughs) is what's going to happen. So because of that, you have to number one, accept yourself. Because if you are struggling with acceptance of yourself, then no one else is going to accept you. And so that's, that's, that's number one. Number two, once you've accepted yourself, number two, it really is your job to not care what anyone thinks of you and not care what, like their inner thoughts about you are none of your business. And when they make them your business, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. they make them your business, even if they're your family, you have to decide right then what you are going to entertain or not entertain. And it is harder for children, right? Because you're 15, you're 16, Mm -hmm. you're staying in your parents' home. But what you can do is fortify your mindset and say, okay, these people are not accepting of me. They're not loving of me. The only thing that is holding me here is that I'm a child. When I get to a certain age, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to go and be in my own space, in my own house, and do my own thing, and I I don't have to deal with this. It is very Mm -hmm. simple as, you don't like it? Cool, let me walk the other way. It's very simple and I think, We love to dramatize. Humans, we're so about the drama. We just love to dramatize everything and, you know, we're we're in pain and I get it. Let have the pain, but let the pain pass and move on. Like these people's opinion of you is not going to further your life or hold you back unless you let it, unless you let it. Mm -hmm. So that's the advice I, I would give.
1: So let's shift gears a little bit. You just started your own business. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes, my company is called Osadi Records. It's one song at a time. Um, I Three years ago when I was teaching myself beat making, You know, as you guys know, the music industry and most every industry is very heavily male dominated. And I was noticing that when I would go into studio sessions as a songwriter and a producer, you know, men would be like surprised that like these skills I had, like they'd be like, oh, you can do that, which is so misogynistic in it in and of itself. But I just realized that there were not that many women of color, um, but also, you know openly, you know, gay identifying women of color who were navigating in those spaces and who were well known for what they were doing. So I said, you know what, I need to take this seriously, not just for myself, but for the other women like myself who need, you know, to see somebody doing this. Um, So I started my company three years ago, and it kind of just sat there. I was just like producing music for myself and writing for myself and doing my own thing. But you know, just um, almost like six, seven months ago, I signed my first artist. Um, Chelsea Marie she's an incredible vo- vocalist and, and has an incredible work ethic and she inspires me so I love working with her and so I produce and write a lot of her music and I'm pretty much in charge of making her music career happening <laughs> happen along with mine so it's a lot of work but I'm gonna tell you it's the most fun that I've ever had doing music because I stopped caring about getting opportunities from you know like getting opportunities from people who I thought can help me and starting to create opportunities for myself so that's what we're doing, man. We, we're just releasing music and enjoying ourselves. We have a, a, a monthly show, showcase that we do in here in L.A. called Digital Soul. And it's, it's intimate and it's beautiful. And people come in and we just, you know, sing to them and, and, and give them a few drinks and let them go home. It's a really fun time, you know. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm into right now is really just about the creation of opportunity for myself and for those around me.
1: Yeah, so to, to that end, if somebody wanted to contact you or, one, to, you know, listen and download some of your music or, you know, if they wanted to reach out to you as an artist uh, for representation, how, you know, how does that work? So
2: you guys can find me on all the socials as Joy for the People. That is my, like, you know, everybody calls me that. Joy for the People, spelled out. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, follow me. You can also go to my website, joyforthepeople.com. That's where you will find me. Um, Any, if you go to my website, it'll show you all those links. But I love Instagram. I get up on Instagram and rant and rave and, you know, obviously take pictures of myself being, you know, very cool all the time. So follow me on Instagram. That's where it's (laughs) hard. Aren't we all?
1: (laughs) If you should say so yourself. (laughs) Uh, that's Excellent. that that's is great. awesome.
0: So I mean, and we can post, we can post all of that on our on our socials as well. Yeah, so yeah. we are uh, making of her story on Facebook. Yes, so be sure to yeah. So
1: check second. out our Facebook page, Ma- Making of Her Story. You'll be able to hear our um, our episodes, and we really appreciate your time today. You're an incredible human being, and you know we we as we've been going through this now we realize that the pivotal moments of one person uh, is going to become the pivotal moments for someone else and i think that your you know your openness and your authenticity is really going to make a difference to to our listeners so thank you for being transparent and and open and it was yeah. So great to have you! Ah, thank you
0: guys. I, and I feel like I could just keep you on and on and on um, because there's so much I want to dive into. Especially knowing <laughs> you personally, there's there's questions I have. But um, I think a
1: follow up episode. I think is a follow up episode is, is going to have to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah are you open true. to that, Joy? I am right, absolutely cool. open to it. You need to to sing a couple of bars. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody before I I hit stop here and, yeah. and just uh, sing a little goodbye to us? Sing uh, a goodbye. Spot.
2: Oh my gosh! Um, oh my god! I don't even know what I. You guys are putting me on the spot oh, she, here. She's blushing. Mm, okay. I I am blushing. Um, <laughs> gosh, what? I don't even. What? What?
0: Sing your favorite lyric from GOK, and then we'll hit the stop button. Oh,
2: f- favorite lyric from GOK, I say. And I'm free. Why don't you vibrate higher with I sound like crap. It's the
0: It's all good. It's all good. Everybody can download the song on iTunes. It's all good. All right. Well, thank
2: you so much, Joy, for
0: coming on today. We appreciate you.
1: Thank
2: you, guys. I really appreciate
1: it. Thanks, Joy. Okay, bye.